rising sea levels, extreme weather patterns, extinctions of species. Our planet needs protecting. I'm Adam Vaughan, the Environment Editor for The Times, and this is Planet Hope from The Times, in partnership with Rolex and its Perpetual Planet Initiative. In this podcast, we hear from leading experts from around the world who are committed to finding solutions. These explorers, scientists, entrepreneurs and citizens are committed to a common goal, to protect our home, Earth. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to The World in 10, your daily roundup of The Times of London's best world coverage. It's Toby Gillis and Eleanor Shearwood with you today. And we're starting, as with the rest of the past week, in Israel and Gaza, where our correspondents have been looking into new threats of concentrated violence. first line of George Grills's latest piece, sent from Israel, is, to say the least, an attention grabber. The rabbi chewed pistachios in the synagogue of Lod and calmly explained his decision to buy a gun. Yes, you heard that right. Rabbis with guns. It seems like a juxtaposition, but actually, in parts of Israel, carrying firearms is now a reality for people who would never have contemplated doing so before, especially in these mixed cities, which are described as places where Arab Israelis and Jews maintain uneasy coexistence. So these mixed cities, like Lod, are made up of Jewish people and also those whose Sunni Muslim families elected not to flee for the West Bank or Gaza when Israel declared its independence in 1948, they actually make up about a fifth of Israel's population. And there are concerns as the tension over the war rises in general that they might become a hub for violence within Israel. Here's George Grills on how parts of the Israeli government seem to be keen to allow that to happen. Ismail Ben-Vir, who is Israeli national security minister, sort of far-right divisive figure, has even sort of talked about arming Israeli Jews to sort of deter any tensions that that would happen there. And I met the rabbi of of Lod. He already has a dummy gun, which he sort of has admitted to sort of waving at Arab Israelis when when he perceives any intimidatory behaviour. But now he says he's upgrading to the real thing. He's going to go out and, and buy himself a gun and just down the road, I spoke to another carpentry business also run by Israeli Jews. They there were also talking about buying guns. So there is a sense that parts of the Israeli government are encouraging almost vigilante groups to sort of police themselves. So while cities like Lod remain tense, on the border of Gaza, thousands of troops continue to wait for the word to launch a ground offensive as Israel continues to plan to, in its words, eradicate Hamas. But is that really the plan? Well, today, an about turn of sorts or I guess at least a possible about turn, because this is cryptic. Because here's the words of the spokesman for the Israel Defence Force. We are preparing for the next stages of war. We haven't said what they will be. Everybody's talking about the ground offensive. It might be something different. Our colleague provided that for us. Now, however Israel decides to attack Hamas in Gaza, we can be fairly sure it won't be in the next 24 hours because we now know that US President Biden will visit tomorrow and meet Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Now, presumably, he'll be looking to limit civilian casualties. And it will also be interesting, actually, to see whether he'll have messages for other 
other key players in the region, like Iran or Hezbollah, the terror group Iran supports. Yeah, it would certainly be timely if he does, because Israel has... Uh, literally as we planned this episode revealed that it's killed four people who tried to get in from Lebanon to plant a bomb that border in the north is where any Hezbollah assault is most likely to come from anyway and an area that George Grills has also visited and I asked him if Israel could handle dealing with a fight from both there as well as Hamas in Gaza. It's worth mentioning that Israel is used to fighting wars on multiple fronts and also, I guess the main difference is the Israeli Air Force. You know, they can, with airstrikes, hit deep behind lines. They can go on the offensive in a way that I don't think is is available to Hezbollah and Hamas unless other regional players were drawn in. Well, that leads me perfectly on to my final question. If Hezbollah gets involved, is that Iran getting involved? And if so, where does that lead us? This is the million dollar question and this is the nightmare scenario, how what is currently happening could snowball into something much larger and much more dangerous for the wider world. And remember, your digital subscription at thetimes.co.uk will ensure you know exactly what Joe Biden says in Israel tomorrow with its excellent live page, which is kept constantly updated. In the rest of today's episode, we'll cover cancel culture and the loss of one of sport's great voices. But first, we're talking about India, where the queer community will rise in rage and protest, at least according to one of the lawyers who today lost a court battle to legalise same-sex marriage there. We heard judges argue that marriage is not a static thing and say they were against the government's view that being gay was an urban elite concept. And yet the Chief Justice has left it to Parliament to change the laws on marriage, saying all the court could do was interpret them. Where does this leave India's LGBT community? Who better to ask than the Times' correspondent in India, Amrit Dillon? They can have religious ceremonies, but it does mean that on crucial matters such as you're living with someone, but what about succession, inheritance, child custody, holding joint bank accounts? All these things are not possible. And some situations are crazy in the sense that if a gay couple adopt a child, only one is regarded officially as the parent. So that will continue, Uh, although what the judges have said, I mean, the judges have urged the government to look into this whole issue, basically nudging the government towards making sure that, okay, it may not formally be legal, but try to make sure that there's as little discrimination as possible. Amrit's piece adds that while the queer community is obviously angry, the country remains extremely conservative, so any hope of change in the near future is likely to lead to more disappointment. Kevin Spacey. Heard that name in a while? If you haven't, it's likely because since being cleared of sexual assault, he's still being cancelled from events and appearances. Say, for example, a few days ago, when a cinema in London said it wouldn't host the premiere of a new film because he was in it. One event he wasn't cancelled from, though, a lecture on cancel culture at Oxford University. Where, incidentally, just a few months ago, there were huge protests after the Oxford Union agreed to host the writer Kathleen Stock. People then weren't too happy about her views on transgender rights. Yeah, not an unfamiliar theme there then. Anyway, Spacey delivered a five-minute scene from Shakespeare's play Timon of Athens, 
who's rejected by everyone and essentially goes to isolate himself in a cave in the wilderness. I guess cancel culture then as well. Let's have a listen. Myself, who had the world as my confectionery, the world, the mouths, the tongues, the eyes and the hearts of men at duty more than I could frame employment, that numberless upon me stuck as the leaves do on the oak and have with one winter's brush fallen from their boughs and left me open. So this lecture was in memory of a man called Sir Roger Scrunton who was cancelled as a government advisor after being misquoted insulting Chinese people. So the play's themes were pretty apt here. The Times has been hearing from Douglas Murray, who delivered the lecture and asked Spacey to perform anyway. He said he wanted to get him back on stage in the UK, so he did. It remains to be seen whether there's any more to come, though. In sport... Eleanor, sometimes the competitors themselves are only part of what makes it. Yeah, I'm with you. You mean like when fans bring the atmosphere? Yeah, but also people in the background who add, I don't know what we should call it, a certain je ne sais quoi maybe. (laughs) You know, like the boxing ring announcer who shouts, let's get ready to rumble. Beautifully done. Or maybe um, Cliff Richard singing at Wimbledon when it rains. I won't do that. No, not him. Please, not him. (laughs) Um, But it is one of these people that we celebrate today because the man who announced the players at Golf's Open, the most prestigious of the major tournaments, Masters fans don't at me. Uh, he, He did it for decades, but he's died. Yeah, this is Ivor Robson, who was 83. And, I mean, you can tell by the tributes being posted online by golfers just how loved he was. Yeah, some of the biggest names paying tribute. And 41 Opens he introduced players for, retiring back in 2017. And if you've ever taken any interest in golf, you will recognise this voice. On the tee from USA, Phil Mickelson, Bubba Watson. On the tee from England, Lee Westwood. On the tee from Spain... Miguel Angel Jimenez. On the tee from USA, Tiger Woods. On the tee from the Times of London, the word in ten. All right, that's enough, Toby. You're getting (laughs) delirious again. We'll see you tomorrow. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.